2: chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town Legend. And he takes that hey lads, if we lose to Millwall, I'm going to do a little joke, uh, say, mauled by lions. It's original, that I don't think anyone's done that. Anyway, welcome to the warm-up episode 87. I'm your host, Brady Frost, and to preview the Millwall game, I'm joined by Tom Bradshaw and jim chisholm jim uh i've got a little bio that tom said i had to read so you're a town fan (laughs) in a long line of town fans you've been the chair of the htsa and you coordinated the huddersfield town heritage project as well as founding uh fans of food banks and sustainable stadium campaign look at you you support town isn't that great no
3: thank you it's an honor to be on the podcast and, and frankly the honor is all yours
2: so you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is. It certainly is, mate. But um, you know, joking aside, that is um some incredible stuff you've done. And uh, I, me and Tom, I'll speak for me and Tom here. I think we agree, and really support the fan for food banks and the sustainability. Um, yeah, bit serious there, but it's not going to be a serious pod because we've got some uh, silly questions. But um, Tom. Anyway, how are you?
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm not bad, Brady, mate. Uh, how are you? Um, I heard you're. St- internet's unstable. Do you want me to record this as well?
2: <laughs> uh yeah, that'd be a good idea, wouldn't it? Um, well, you
4: have to give me permission,
2: that's all. Well, I've done it now while we're talking. Should we keep this bit in? Yeah, definitely, cuz yeah. uh, people will enjoy that. There we go. Beautiful. Are, are you recording as well? Yeah, I am. Oh, fantastic. Okay. <laughs> oh, look at us being behind the scenes. Um Tom, you in fact, you heard some news. Carlos Corbran is confirmed as West Brom Manager, this week. Do you want to let the listeners know how you reacted to the news when you were chatting to me? Boo!
4: That's the first time I've ever booed. Honestly, I cannot wait to boo him. <laughs> Fair enough, uh, Jim. How are
2: you feeling about that? Um, just, just quickly. I don't care. It doesn't. It doesn't move
3: me in any way. I'm. Uh, I'm sad to say. Yeah. Uh, you've got. To, you know. We all have jobs and then go get other jobs, don't we? So it's, it's fine. But uh, yeah, I hope we get relegated. Uh, not because of Calis Corbran, but <laughs> because of Westbrook. So,
2: yeah. Fair, fair. Um, yeah, I also get really annoyed when people move on to other jobs because I've, I've never done that in my life. And, um, you know, club loyalty counts. Anyway. That's, that's uh, and
3: if your employer's listening, you never will. So.
2: No, 100%, 100% <laughs> says the man who's had like seven jobs in five years. Uh, anyway, uh, enough about me. Let's talk about the Millwall game. Uh, so, we've had six games in charge now for Mark Fotheringham. Uh, five points in those six games. And there's five games until the World Cup break. Um, and the Terriers obviously need to climb up from the bottom of the table. Uh, meanwhile, our opponents, Millwall, they're six in the league. They're unbeaten in five and they won four in a row. Tom,
4: uh, did Town have any hope in on this one? Oh, mate, I don't know. <laughs> um, the only thing potentially is... It's still a, i think it's a good away record still but they've got four points in their last three away games and two of those results include a a draw at Rotherham who we've played and you think you know what i mean if we can replicate a kind of a, a performance against them at our spot you never know and then uh, they lost to Blackburn 2-1 um they haven't really had any big wins either, like they're all they're all very narrow wins most of them there's 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 only the two or three that are, look look really good on paper kind of thing. Um, they look to be doing a bit of what we did last season. Um, so I don't know. There's always a chance, isn't there, when, when you're playing a team that only wins by small margins. But uh, they are looking very strong at the moment, Brady. So... <laughs> mm.
2: And uh, I know you went behind enemy lines, which we'll hear a little bit later. Yeah, Yeah. But
4: yeah, I was
2: frustrated with how jolly he was being. He should be miserable like we are because we've won (laughs) long league. Um, Jim, it's grim to talk about relegation for town in October, um, but if they're going to climb out of the bottom three, they need to be winning their home games regardless of the opponent, really, don't they?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, Millwall are a really well-run club. Um, I think they've been very consistent in the last few seasons, I think. They finished 8th, ninth, 11th. Obviously, there's stability there. Gary Rowett's, I think, one of the longest serving managers in the the championship, if not in the top three or four or something. Um, They're very good in the air. I think I I read a stat that they've they've scored twice as many goals from set pieces as other teams. Um, So, you know, on paper, they are a very good team. Um, however, they are just Millwall. They're not Barcelona. So Huddersfield Town, no matter where they are, should be able to, to beat Millwall on, on any given day. So, yeah, we're rubbish. <laughs> but um, it's the Championship and it's a competitive league. And, you know, if we would be if we would be sat here and say, oh, we'd struggle to get a point or three points against Millwall, then we may as well just be relegated now. So, uh, yeah, I think we can we can get three points, no problem.
2: I like that, I like that. And um, I've asked everyone who's, who's, who's come on as a guest, um, what have you kind of made of Mark Fotheringham and his, his start so
3: far? I don't know, really. You know, like, the kind of jury's out. It's, it's been very, um, you know, up and down. I mean, if I think if you took it in isolation, you'd probably say if you stretched that out over 46 games, it's probably mid, mid-table form, isn't it? But, you know, there's been some clubs in there, like Middlesbrough, who aren't doing particularly well, Hull, who are, by all accounts, horrendous. <laughs> so I don't know I think it's far too early to, to, to judge a manager I think people are probably making those comparisons with Schofield because yeah maybe he's inexperienced in this specific job but I always kind of would like to give people 10-15 games of you know what what is their style what's their kind of attitude what do they want to do on the pitch and really five-six games when you come in particularly nine games into the season or whatever it was you just kind of fight trying to fight fires and I imagine his remit until the, the break at the World Cup is just get this team, you know, through the next five, six games and then when you've got a few weeks to work with them, kind of impose your style but yeah, at the moment I think it's game by game, couldn't, couldn't tell you what I think of him to be honest.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, that's very well balanced and we, we don't like that because I can't clip that up yeah. and you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stuff. I can say
3: offensive if you'd like. <laughs>
2: You're welcome to. Um, we, it doesn't stop us. But, uh, Tom, we, you know, Millwall, I think, it's fair to say, it is a bit of a daunting pros- prospect, given how poor we've been. Um, was there anyone who stood out for you in terms of players from, from the Lions?
4: Oh, there was loads, Brady. Do you know what? I, I really like the look of that team, that squad. Row, Rowett's just built. A really good championship squad with a lot of depth. And when you look at all the players are getting involved when you look at who's been playing as well, it's like they're all they're all involved. Um yeah, I I didn't really tip them to do that well this season. Like I didn't, I don't think I had them in the bottom half, but I didn't think they'd be pushing up. But just looking at that squad now, um, but I've, I mean, again, I've got like 20 names written down, <laughs> as usual. Um, but I quite like that. Uh, Jake Cooper at centre-back, I think he's been playing a lot of games for them. And the one thing that they seem to be doing well this season is not conceding a lot of goals. Um, and I always think to have a big, a big strong lad in the middle kind of just dictating stuff, uh, he's going to win your football matches if you're keeping clean sheets or keeping the score down. So... Uh, he's he's top of my list top of my list of about 17 players <laughs>
2: your list was clearly sorted by um height because he's he's 66 so six yeah like <laughs> um jim what what about yourself who did you single out
3: that was like very very insightful and suggests a great deal of research and, and knowledge um i've gone the opposite route which is to be not very insightful and He used to play for us. Um, so, um, you know, he kind of consistently consistent. He played 43 games last last year, uh, 13 goals. He's played 10 this season. He's scored two goals. I'm doing this purely on, you know, I think it was Newton's law of an old player returning. Um, is uh, you know, sort of the universe will align to make sure that he scores, which mm-hmm. I think he did last time. So, um, yeah, more of an kind of astrological insight there from me. But um, I can't offer anything else, I'm afraid.
4: No. Jim, uh, does that mean that Millwall are going to at least score three goals with Murray Wallace and Scott Malone popping up with the other two? That is a possibility,
3: <laughs> of course. And, yeah, and for balance, um, due to the old Peterborough conundrum, we should play Jordan Rhodes up front and they should play Benny up front and we should see once and for all. <laughs> Who will win, <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's a good pick. I we, we've said it on the pod, I, I really like Benica Fobi. Um, I would have taken him back at town in a heartbeat, um, but uh, it's all right. We've got two former strikers who are back at the club, so I think we'll, we're happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, opposition key player. So I keep teasing it, but I, I've been working on a little project me, which means I speak to every championship club, um, and Chat to a Millwall fan, and they picked Sean Hutch Hutchinson, who's the, the captain. Um, another defender, you know, Mr. Reliable is called A.K. Hutch. Um, again, hard to pick, but instead of going for him, I'm gonna go for Callum Styles. Um, he's playing me and Tom really like online from Barnsley. Um, scored against us when you know we beat Barnsley 2 1.
4: Thank god that as well.
2: Yeah, um, and I just I've just always liked him, I think he's really versatile. and. <sighs> Wish we'd, uh wish we'd got him <laughs> on loan in the summer. You know, I think um, we need that type of player, to be honest. So, um, yeah. But I, I think it's interesting that none of us picked Zian uh, Fleming because I think he's obviously the one who's uh, scoring yeah. all the qualities. So, well done. Tom um.
4: Bradshaw's doing all right as well, yeah. my uh, twin. Um, then they've got George Honeyman, someone that we've always said is a good player, Brady. Yeah. <sighs> My favorite thing is they've got a guy called Billy Mitchell, which I think is quite funny for a a South East London team to have. Um,
3: Absolutely, yeah, that is um, that's uh, somewhat <laughs>
4: But they yeah, just I've got names for days here. Scott Malone's a top assists as well at the moment. It's mad, absolute madness. What is the world coming to? <laughs> he's um, he's actually he always plays really good against us. Scott Malone as well, but he does. He's one of those players that we signed because he plays well against us and then he comes and
3: <laughs> I think it's one of those things where right? he's probably just not a Premier League player, but he's a very yeah. good championship player, so we just judged him a bit harshly, I think.
4: Yeah, definitely.
2: Well town fans judging a player harshly. I, won't have that. <laughs> um, uh, I think
3: I I like all town fans and I think they're a very rational bunch. Um and I defer the wisdom on all things. <laughs>
2: very smooth very smooth um okay tell you what uh speaking of smooth things tom uh you were you were down London, weren't you down the big smoke um talk to us about it what what did you get up to did you go did you do the touristy stuff
4: um yeah i went to see big ben uh london eye the thames the river thames you know that really big river that runs through um Went to Buckingham Palace, that was quite interesting. But then I went to this really dingy little pub in South East London and met up with, I actually met up with a real-life Millwall fan, so here is that meeting. Right, this is a first for the preview pod. I am in person behind enemy lines in a Southeast London pub, unnamed pub, don't want to have any backlash from this with a real life Millwall fan I'm here with a Millwall fan who goes by the name of Jack Skilton I might bleep this out if he doesn't want to be heard (laughs) to be fraternizing with the enemy um but Jack how are you mate?
0: Evening all good yeah real life Millwall fan one that's not in prison that's a, that's (laughs) a pretty important thing to be said but yeah no I'm all good how are you? Yeah,
4: I'm not too bad, mate. Thank you for coming on the podcast and giving us a little insight into Millwall this season. Um, you go quite regularly, don't you? Um, you're doing quite well. How are you finding it so far this year?
0: Yeah, we're doing well. Uh, six at the moment. It's not bad. That's Mill territory, really. <laughs> we flip-flop around. At the start of the season, we tend to do well. Then we dip off. Then we come back again. We've won the last four, I believe, which is pretty good. Put us in six. Somehow Norwich are now below us. I don't know how that's happened. They started the season so strong. But yeah, we're doing, we're doing well. Um, yeah, I can't blame it. I think it's a good, tidy squad. I say this every year, but <laughs> I, I honestly do think we've got a good chance this year of not even just the playoffs, but the top two. Yeah. It's so tight, the championship. Ooh. So, so tight. I, I Big, do think call, we can push.
1: Big call, Jack. Big call.
0: We just seem at the moment in a, in a good flow. Yeah. Four behind us with one. The last few games we've lost have only been by one goal. We're in a good track It's so tight I think the points are only I think it's only four points Off the top Yeah So I
4: honestly do think Maybe this year Could be our year It is well tight That league this year I I, I keep looking at it And that's one thing That's annoying me As a town fan Is how far off we are In a league that really every other team is beating each other yeah. and it's but i think yeah you're looking good gary rowett's been given time hasn't he yeah. um how do you think he's doing now what is it is it maybe his fourth season fourth about it, it? I can't remember which one yeah i'm
0: glad there was rumors that he was going to go or be sacked last year i think and so i'm glad they kept him because he's he's taken time he's built a good squad behind him people aren't leaving more importantly yeah. so at the end of the season is probably championship Premier League teams come and nick them but we seem to have got a good base now we seem to be like strong players good players and yeah I think he's built a good culture there the fans like him as well so he's got a lot of passion behind him so maybe that's why we're doing quite well
4: That's good yeah it's always to have a good base of players there I mean a lot of players sticking around Um, a few new this year but has anyone stood out this season you got any players that you think town need to look out for on Saturday?
0: Not just because it's weirdly your name as well <laughs> but Tom Bradshaw is doing well he's uh first or t- second top scorer for us at the moment he's he's doing really well um yeah strange that it's <laughs> same yeah. name as you but he's been consistently good for the last couple of years and then Fleming I think is also top scorer as well so yeah he's quality so i think i don't I, obviously i'm going to be biased but i do think you're going to have a hard game against them
4: yeah um it's got it's an interesting squad cuz you've also got um Scott Malone, who used to play top for Huddersfield. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he looked like a right laugh for us. I'm not being funny. I mean, he became a bit of a comedy fig- figure. Maybe that's because he was mainly there in the Premier League for us. But mm-hmm. when he was at Fulham and then when he's at you, he comes up and he looks a completely different lad. It's it's insane. Um, And he's top assist then, this top is. Top assist, yeah.
0: Like I said, it's sometimes it's the club. Like, maybe he just fits in there. Maybe the system works. But, yeah, he's top assist. He's really good. I think he'd be a right threat for you guys. I mean, I'm struggling to find someone that's not going to be good. Oh, we've got a very good keeper as well. He's doing well, so.
4: I mean, you're on a good run. You're looking good, which sometimes is it a bit wall to potentially come (laughs) up against bottom of the league and uh, stumble. Um, So, I don't know if you'll go with a funny prediction like that, but um, have you got a prediction for Saturday, mate?
0: well, wow. yeah. like you said, this is Millwall. So the likelihood of us getting smashed 4-0 <laughs> by you is quite high now. But I honestly, I, I think this is such a good run behind us. We're so close. If we can push up to like third, fourth, that'd be quality for us. That's like safe in the um in the promotion. So I'm going to say, I I reckon about 3-1. We're going to let a goal in. We will. I think he will score, but I do think we'll dominate. I think probably 2-0 at half-time, 3-1 full-time. That's what I'm going to say.
4: A very confident Millwall fan here. Got um, oh, hopefully I can play this back to him later in the week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when we get 4-0 and you absolutely do us over and then we go on an absolute losing spree and end up 16th.
4: This
0: is this will be the start of it. But, but, every year I get my hopes up, I get dashed
4: every year, but this year is going to be our year. Uh, cheers for uh, joining me today, Jack. That's um, really good to hear from the Millwall side and... I'm jealous at how confident and just <laughs> relaxed you're sounding about your football team at the moment. This was Huddersfield last year.
0: That's <laughs> it. said, it swings and roundabouts in the championships. Yeah. You do well one year, then you get absolutely ruined the next year. So we're taking our moment in the sun. And uh, yeah, let's see if we play you guys next season. <laughs> That's
2: it, mate. Cheers very exciting and uh, you know if people are looking to go to London you've sold it well go to the attractions and then go to a dingy pub and talk to a Millwall fan <laughs> um, OK um, I think we're going to take a little b- b- uh, break there Tom uh, just because you know I'm disgusted by uh, an opposition fan talking positively and being happy with how their season's going um, yeah. so I'll, I'll calm down and then we'll uh,
1: we'll come back <laughs> Cozy, what what's your favourite away day? Matt it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win, order now on the McDonald's app.
2: At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing.
2: Okay, we're back. I'll put my uh, head in the metaphorical freezer. So that means one thing and one thing only. It's time for the mailbag. You've got mail. Okay, so, Tom, question for you. Do you want the silly questions first or the serious questions first?
4: Let's get the serious ones out of the way.
2: Okay. Like you style. Okay, so I was pleasantly surprised... Do you remember I set up that email address for um, Hot Takes? Yeah. Well, I was shocked, right? Because it actually <laughs> actually got an email on it for the first time in ages. What? Um, because someone wanted to ask us this question anonymously. So, right. Uh, and they were very, very keen to not say their name. I don't know why, unless they're in witness protection. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's this. Uh, so the question is, First Town fans were begging Dean Hoyle to sell. Now he is. They're saying we're not worth a bean and no one will buy us. At what point do we say the club can never win and we're all a bunch of boring scrooches?
4: <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer it, Brady. To be honest, that question. Um, all I think with this situation is be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Dean has maybe made a couple of mistakes, but. Uh, in my opinion and I don't care call me out maybe call me a brown nose or whatever but I actually think Dean Hoyle has done Huddersfield Town a really good job over the years so um, I I, always, I, I it'd be interesting to see if someone does come in and sign it and I, I think one thing although we maybe don't have the the money and funding blah 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 but I think making football affordable for a place like Huddersfield is one of the best things that any club can do anywhere, you know what I mean I just I, I'd i rather be able to go to the game and be thinking and it being affordable for as, as many people as possible to watch it than the stadium being back to what it was when we were down in League 1, League 2 and even a bit of the championship when it maybe wasn't so cheap and we were only getting like 10, 11,000 in there, it's just it's just not as nice as what it is now even though we're losing and stuff it's nice to see people in seats and stuff so yeah yeah
2: fair. um jim I, I appreciate you're on the supporters association but what do you kind of think to that question
3: well yeah luckily i'm not on the supporters association anymore so i can say what i want <laughs> Ooh, um, yeah. uh, no i would i would probably i would echo the those sentiments there you know if you look at the last ten years, it's it's been it's been very successful, you know, starting in League One, going to the Premier League. Um, obviously, there have been problems and issues, and and perhaps you might even say mistakes. I think there's a problem with how we kind of obsess over owners um, in this country. Uh, it, it's probably indicative of a very dysfunctional governance of football, um, and and the finances of football. I think we're in a very difficult position where, you know, you have a big owner he or she puts in the, the money as directors' loans, right? Uh, and you kind of have these two models. When they leave, and they do leave, they do a Jack Walker or a Dave Whelan, and they say all is forgiven, and they're a folk hero. Um, or they take some of the money in a sale, and then they kind of take their money back as collateral from the club, um, and you have to pay back 20, 30, 40, 100 million pounds. Um, I think there are other models like, you know, clubs could um, turn those directors' loans into shares, do a share issue. You know, you could have multi-stakeholder kind of clubs. But the problem is now in this country, we have a dictatorship of rich, rich people, basically. <laughs> no, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not making a political comment on the wider, but football clubs tend to be owned by one or two people. Um, and that's a very recent development. Um, but it means that when those people decide to move on, it's very difficult for the football club um, because when the new buyer comes in, he or she wants to be the dictator as well. So they don't look at that kind of like potential kind of open it up to as many shareholders as possible. They kind of go, well, I want to own 100% of the club. So, you know, I think the best thing that could happen for this field town and every other football club in this context is that the government implements the recommendations of the fan-led review um, so that, you know, there's just a bit more balance, a bit less inequality. And like a really key thing for football clubs, cost control. I mean, they're in, you know, every single football club in the championship, including Huddersfield Town, is incapable of controlling costs. So I know that kind of went on a tangent, but it's it's never a good situation when an owner leaves because they either have to, they either have to kind of forego their own self-interest, mm. right? Or they have to kind of like basically go against the interests of the, the long-term future of the club themselves. So what I would say is, yeah, probably in terms of, if you look at who could own, own the club, right? What are the options? Um, a local person who's probably got less money than Dean Hoyle. So that's a problem. You know, we don't spend as much money, you know, we don't buy the players, etc. you know, so, I don't know, someone like a Marcus Evans, you know, who was sniffing around before, who you just really don't know their motives. Mm. Why, would, why would someone own field Town if they don't have a connection to it? And then you've kind of got two potential foreign ownership models, which is, you know, kind of an American investor who might front load the club with debt. Or you've got like a really dodgy foreign regime dictatorship who is using your football club to sports wash its image on the international stage right? So if I look at all those kind of things, yeah. I would probably say better the devil you know. Um, but there are no there are, there are there are no good options until they present themselves. If that makes sense. So as a as another you know man from Huddersfield once said, I'm an optimist, but I carry a raincoat, which was Harold Wilson. So it, it, in this sense, that's that's where I tend to be.
2: Very well said, Jim. Uh, I'll offer some balance here. Uh you tofu eating well karate. There you go. <laughs> I've got that tattooed
3: right here.
2: On my... <laughs> um no, really, really good point. I think um I kind of kind of tweeted about it about Dean to answer this question, but like you know, for me, like things aren't things are never black and white. I think it's particularly in football, it's really easy to be like, this is terrible or this is the best thing ever when the chances are, like, most of the time it's kind of in between. I completely agree with you, Jim. I'd rather have someone who is a fan of the club um, looking after it, you know, protecting the best interests. I think, you know, Dean, not to... I don't want to be, like Tom said, accused of brown-nosing, but the fact is Dean has given me some amazing memories that I thought would never happen supporting Huddersfield Town, beating Man United, going to the Premier League, like, you know, going to two playoff finals and, you know, like, to it's just like I have some incredible memories seeing some exceptional players that I'll never forget you know so yeah of course I have good memories and of course I feel good do I think he's made mistakes yeah I mean he is he is human um and I think we we've talked about it Tom but you know he 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 did step in to save us from Phil you could argue from Phil's businesses failing which could have put the club into administration you know I know that's a Sounds about like to hear that, and maybe how Dean worded it in a program. I know that rubbed people up the wrong way, but like he did do that, and, and we were very lucky to have that, you know, as an asset. And I think we we talked about it, Tom. Like, and I don't think his heart's really been in it. If you were going to speculate this time around, um, I think as you've got to remember as well that second season in the Premier League, he, he was really ill, you know, from all accounts, it sounds like he wasn't like you know, it could have been fatal, you know, Um from, so I, I can't comment because I've never had a near-death experience, but I imagine that puts things in perspective as well, so it, it's difficult. I, I think in terms of Dean's legacy, you know, I think it for me, it, we have some great memories and I've, I've got to thank him for that and, you know, like you say, Tom, our season tickets, you know, um, what's the max that someone pays 300 quid like Borough when we who played last week I think it's 600 and they're like a team a couple of places above us um, and all the stuff he's done with the Huddersfield Town Foundation all the charity stuff it's been pedal for pounds it's been, it's been incredible um, I think you know again it feels like I'm kind of leaning more on positive than negative but I think if you're unhappy about things how things are running at the moment which is fair enough we're bottom of the league um, there's been some questions about who we've hired in terms of managers. You can be critical but you know you shouldn't uh, uh, that shouldn't take away that he has a good legacy as well. you can you can have both. Um, and I think to be honest for me it really depends on who comes in you know like I would like to think you know Dean he's a fan and I think I'd like to think he sells it to someone who's got good intentions with the club. That doesn't mean to say they might promise good intentions and that goes wrong but knowing Dean Hoyle, I don't think he would, sell it to someone who's, you know, you look at um, owners who are interested like in championship clubs like Lawrence Piscini. <laughs> I don't think for a second Dean Hoyle would sell, sell to anyone like that. Um, that man needs to be away from football as far as possible for me. So it's difficult. And look, like, you know, I'm not, people are tuned out by now, but I'm not expecting, you know, people to be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, you can have your opinion on it, but I think you can criticise some stuff he's done, but you can also except that he has a fantastic legacy and he brought us a lot of joy.
4: Mm. I don't think he's ever... The, the takeaway for me from it is he, he's never done anything that has put the club in trouble, in my opinion. like it's all, very, it's all been very sensible. And Like I said, Brady, he pretty much came in and stopped us potentially going into administration because of what happened to Phil's company. So, yeah, I just think mistakes happen in football... Um, you can't. I, I just don't, football's so funny in it. You can't really blame sometimes on decisions like that. Look, our model has been bringing in a young kind of head coach since David Wagner, hasn't it? It worked really well once, and then you maybe could argue. Ooh, recently, it's been a bit, and that's. But that's just the way we, Huddersfield Town want to do things at the moment. And yeah, I mean it. If it worked once, why wouldn't you <laughs> hope it worked again?
3: I think, <laughs> it did, it? but yeah, and I think you know the last ten years or fourteen years is that is that right? You know, we've we've progressed on on and off the field, um, and I, th- I think you're right. One, one of the most important things is is affordable football in a town like Huddersfield, which is not a, a wealthy town. Um, I think the key some of the key questions going forward would be what happens with the stadium shares? Um, what happens with canal side um in terms of ownership and club liabilities? Mm. Um the question will be, you know, what will happen with the directors' fees? So regardless of whatever nominal fee would be paid for the club, um, you know, w- would that be dis- would the do- was the would those directors' fee uh, loans then be discounted you know against that would they be paid in full would they be not paid at all would they be paid over five years ten years with the stadium itself as well you know there was kind of reporting around um, potential idea of putting all the shares from each of the three shareholders into a trust um, with then a 10 to fifty million pound forwarded by the council and the club effectively taking operational control you know there's there's literally probably between i think 6 and 10 million pounds worth of heavy plant machinery in that stadium that needs replacing but you know very soon um, i think talk about earlier about the sustainable stadium campaign you know that's something where there's a real opportunity not just to do the right thing in terms of sustainability but to save money in the long term because a lot of that machinery is you know 25 30 years old so there's all these kind of really important questions um, that i think it's important to ask and it would be remiss of me to kind of point out that I know it's HTSA put on their, their Twitter account, that there's an ATT meeting on the 10th of November and they want you to send them questions. And if, you know, one of you would like to attend any of you listeners out there on their behalf and ask those questions directly, they'd be more than willing for you to do that as well. So it's, it's, I think it's a sad time because it's in era. certainly for my sort of, um, life as a town fan, um, being aware of those issues around ownership certainly wasn't for a long time, but, um, It's been a really big, defining, important era. But obviously, the club, Dean Hoyle, have signalled that a new era is coming. And I think fans should be very involved in in how that kind of um, emerges, really.
2: Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, I think it's probably time for a reset, you know, I think for the reasons we've talked about. And, you know, change is scary. We we don't know necessarily what's going to happen. But, um, you know, hopefully... We could have see something different, see something positive. I know I was chatting um about. To be honest, we've been having a bit of a debate in our WhatsApp group about it, and I think in a weird way, us going to the Premier League, you know, it was a miracle. And I think when you have a miracle like that, it changes expectations. And I kind of compared it in a in a strange way to Leicester winning the Premier League. Like I think it really changed the opinions of the fans about well, what 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 should we be, you know um. And I think a new ownership might help with that, might help change expectations. Because I think it's hard to be like, oh, actually, we're uh, kind of typically a lower mid-end championship table uh, club, but occasionally we can surprise and beat the odds. Um, So it's kind of hard to swallow that, maybe as a fan, if you've been to the Premier League. Um, I think it's fair to say. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, I mean, we could go on about this for ages, but I think you know Huddersfield is a club that has good potential. You know, I know loads of people say, oh, well, we need Leeds and Manchester and stuff like that. But I think me and Tom were talking about it, like, you know, when we did spend a fair bit of money in the championship, you know, like bought people like Schindler, which again, not like big money when you look at some of the other fees, but big money for town. Like we can, we can do well. So hopefully, you know, that could be a potential, but um, Jim, you're spot on. Like, you know, <laughs> you want to feel like it's still part of our club. And I think that's something I that would give, being credit I was yeah. proud of town just for the stuff they did off the pitch and I, I, whoever comes in I'd like that to carry on
3: and I think look I think town, town are a big club like you know historically I think probably I'm guessing here but you know if you put us in our entire history where would we be in the big you know 92 league table we'd be about 20th
2: mm. you
3: know we were always an innovative club whether it was with stadium infrastructure whether it was bringing in the likes of Chapman or, or whomever um, I think I just feel Town are a, a big club, uh, a successful club, when they ignore what everyone else is doing, and they kind of go, "We're going to do this innovative thing, mm. and damn everybody else. Um, we're not followers." Um, so, and I don't think it's unreasonable for Town fans to to have those standards. I don't think it's unreasonable for any fan to have those, you know, those standards. Football is maybe fun, it's maybe exciting, it's going to you know get you out of bed on a Saturday morning, um, and so I think. I think that's what town need to do. They need to not be bothered what anyone else is doing. And I think in some ways they're doing that with this kind of new model. But I think, all, you know, off the field as well, like just, just keep that mentality going. Don't focus on anyone else. We're Hubsfield Town. We're very unique. You know, I think that was a problem in the second season of the Premier League. We'd come in and we would had this great story and we were like, we're different to everyone else. And then the second season it's kind of like, OK, we're just going to do what everyone else does. So I, I, I would say that's a big part of Huddersfield's identity in general is just being a bit stubborn and being a bit contra- contrary, um, and so I would say whichever new owner comes in, yeah, put your stamp on it and don't be afraid to kind of maybe jettison some of the little old Huddersfield, you know, you know, small dog in a big fight. Just be like, yeah, big club historically, and maybe not you know a, a big club now, but a club that will do things its own way.
2: Mm. Yeah. Well said, well said. I think we can talk about that for probably another three hours. But um, yeah, no, I think it was really good to have that and obviously very topical. So we'll move on to the now, which is uh, we've got a question from uh, Marcus Berler. He asks, um, what have you made of Fotheringham's recent press conferences? He's noticeably a bit more docile in his presser and then in view after the game. He's less critical. Of Nakayama, like in terms of for for criticism, and he's now saying like Kamara will make mistakes because he's young. Do you think it's him or the club changing? Um, Tom, do you want to do you want to take this one? Any thoughts on that?
4: Um, It could be a bit of both, can it? I mean, when you come into a club like this and you're in the spotlight, you're gonna get some sort of advice, training, um, and then he might just be being a little bit uh, conscious of it as well. You never know, Nakayama or etc. Hoggy might have had a word with him as captain being like look some of the lads maybe don't react well to this kind of thing yeah uh, I think simple as that Brady to be honest
2: yeah uh, Jim Jim, any thoughts I'm guessing you probably agree with Tom
3: I, always I like to <laughs> um, yeah I think it's one of those things as well isn't it so you know he's been an assistant manager and as an assistant manager media duties aren't necessarily something that you would take responsibility for a great deal of the time so I think it's probably a bit of a learning curve and you know he's on it and so what more can you say sometimes you know football is a soap opera right it's like sort of 24-7 and there's a need to generate controversy and outrage and interest Uh, and sometimes things aren't controversial or outrageous or very interesting so this is probably just one of those um, one of those matters
2: you would say that, oh, I'm so outraged. Um, <laughs> no, I I, uh, I agree. I think, um, look, like we're all frustrated. we don't want to be bottom of the league, and I, I do think like some people want to pick an argument that's not there. um but we've talked about that. I mean,
3: we we are crap, but uh, not a
2: media, you know. It, so yeah, true. I mean, yeah, anyway. I agree with you, though. I mean, it's his sixth game in charge as a manager. You're going to be learning, aren't you? Every fan base is different. So, yeah, I think we've we've said enough about that. Okay, Uh, we've got uh, an actual football one, and then we'll move on to the silly ones that we got. Um, Thank you to everyone who sent in silly ones. It really made my day. Uh, And if I don't have to talk about town in a negative way, it's all good. But before we move on to that, Mark Harrison asks, uh, what was Scott Malone's best moment in a town shirt? And what minute will Benicaphobi score on Saturday and can Murray Wallace swim faster than the shark? Scott Mullins' best moment when he went down in the Man City game, or oh, was it Chelsea? Chelsea, um, and you know, to, to won the free
4: kick to this, it was one on one money at Man City and then fell over just before he had to shoot or something like that. Yeah,
2: um, what minute will Benicaphobi score on Saturday? I'm gonna go for the 17th minute. There you go. And can Murray Wallace swim faster than a shark? No idea, but let's set it up and see what happens. Uh, <laughs> Tom, any any advances on that?
4: Uh, yeah, so I'll just, I don't think Murray Wallace can swim faster than a shark.
2: Okay,
4: I just don't think he can. He's not that boy, is he? That was it? Is he that boy who could? Maybe, maybe, maybe he wasn't. But then he just got better at football. Um, there's not many sharks up in Scotland though, is there? I don't think maybe a basking shark. Maybe. I mean they're, they're not very fast, are they either? So actually. Maybe you can. Well, I mean, I don't want to
2: um, you know, I do like dizzy penalties and I don't want to put a stop to that. But if, if Rambo wants to set that up and Murray wants his game <laughs> at half time, who knows? Um okay, cool. Right. Tom, this is one I'm only gonna ask you this. Uh, Dean Smith asks, would Alan Lee, uh, brackets the amazing elbow? Don't know for definite that Alan Lee's the Yeah, amazing. we don't. Um, he's got a mask. We don't know who he is. <laughs> would Alan Lee make this current team stronger? We are struggling up front, but would adding a useless elbow-swinging striker be the answer? Not useless. Did
4: the job. Tom, take it. Alan Lee makes any squad stronger, in my opinion. So, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: Jim, any thoughts on Alan Lee? Would you take him in his in this town prime now?
3: Yeah, 100% troublemaker. That's all you need. No, so
2: yeah. we do um, need
3: a troublemaker,
2: don't
3: we? I do actually have an answer to the Murray Wallace question. So oh, go on then. Apparently, according to knowledge definitely in my brain and not a widely available database, um, the slowest sharks are Greenland sharks and, and they, they swim under a mile an hour. And that is according to the September issue of the Journal of Experimental Marine Biology and Ecology, which I... Obviously, we all know. A very oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I sure So I would say if it was Murray Wallace versus a Greenland Shark, he's got a really good chance. If it's <laughs> Murray Wallace versus Danny Ward, it's less clear cut. <laughs>
2: very well said. Very well said. Um, okay, this was one of my favourites. Um, HT AFC Stato. He asks, "What do you think of Tesco's disgraceful decision to raise the milfoil price to three pound forty, and what should go to a Deal. Stato. Get a Club card, mate, still three pounds. That's a bit of consumer advice for you there. Um, so you'll have the savings for me, Tesco specifically. Uh, I tend to go for a chicken and bacon sandwich sometimes, chicken and bacon stuffing depends on what Tesco I'm in. Uh, I always go for an apple and gravy snack pack as my snack, which I know a bit nice. controversial, but I do I don't know. I feel like I've got my meat, I've got my fruit in there, and then mm. I might go for a nice coffee. Um, on the occasion, I might get the pork pie or the little mini, like. It's a cathedral City cheese, if I'm feeling a bit fancy. Oh, that's weird,
3: isn't it? Just cheese on its own. Yeah, but yeah.
2: you know what? I like cheese, mate. <laughs> that's fair. It's all right. I'm yeah. not judging <laughs> in any way, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your meal deal go to?
3: I don't know, really. I don't have a meal deal. I used to I used to work at the Curry's on the Great Northern Retail Park next to the stadium. Every day I used to go to Boots for a meal deal. And I just every day for like years. Uh, and then um, I just, I just I can't, ever since I left, I can't do any kind of meal deal, none of it. So I steer clear and I just, you know, eat all the wholesome, wholesome good things.
2: But what was your boots meal deal? If you can, if you have My to... boots meal
3: deal was the, um, it was like the tomato and cheese pasta, mm-hmm. oh, right. like as the main, not a sandwich, which you I know is pretty controversial. And then some cheese and onion McCoy's crisps and then, like, an innocent smoothie because at the time I thought they were really healthy, not just pure sugar.
2: you criticised me for my block of cheese and then you've had two cheese. No, I know, yeah. But I was, I was young and naive, to be fair. So. I'm young and
3: you're, naive. You might be young and naive, but you should know better, Mark. It?
4: <laughs> Tom? Uh, I, I try, if whatever the options are, but I always try to go for a prawn sandwich and then... Probably some sandwich.
3: sandwich brigade, yeah. And then is.
4: salt and vinegar crisps, and I like to put the salt and vinegar crisps inside the sandwich as well. And then I go sugary, some like uh Coca Cola, or I don't know if an iron brew sneaks in there, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. It's a terrible meal that when you say <laughs> <I'm>...
2: <laughs> um, it's a balanced meal, maybe it's been a, a tight. Tight but I also go for the best value. Sometimes try and get the most expensive things so you get the biggest saving. um Shout out to Poser as well for saying if Tam were a meal deal at the moment, they'd be the just ham sandwich, ready, sort of crisp for the um Philadelphia, the Philadelphia little sandwich. <laughs> that's great, um, and. Uh, Jim Matt told me to ask you this specifically um, because apparently you've got a good story so how tall is tall or do we just get Edwin van der Sar to judge every case individually? I have no idea what that means yeah. so please like so, me.
3: <laughs> in a former life I used to work for uh, football supporters Europe and we uh, we had a meeting at Ajax at the stadium and of the boxers and uh, they sent round Van uh, der at the time. I think. Well, I think he still is the director of football. <laughs> We're all having a chat and kind of stuff, and a bit of banter. And I'm relatively tall. I think. I think myself, Brady you and um And uh, when when he was uh, leaving, we kind of shook hands and we saying our goodbyes. And I just said to Mark, oh, "Must have been, must have been nice just to hang around with a fellow tall person um, for the day." And he walked out kind of like in Colombo style. He turned round and he just went you're not tall. <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> so, yeah, I'm six foot three to be fair, but he's obviously very, very tall. So yeah, it was a, it was a very, it was a yeah, it was a, it was a pretty brutal put down and I've frankly never recovered from it.
4: So. <laughs> I would really want to animate that. That just sound that's a great story. The, Go for, I've got, yeah. I've got
3: a photograph of me. Turn to camera. The moment. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. You can uh, use it
4: as a, as a
3: reference point. <laughs>
2: That's, that's incredible and mugged off by Edwin van der Sar. There you go. Um, cool. I think that's it for the mailbag then. Thanks for everyone who sent in their questions. Um, do you know what? If we're still bottom of the table later on the season, I think we'll do some more silly questions because uh, it's cheered me right up. Anyway, we were previewing Millwall, so let's go back to that because it's time for you, the boss. So um, the pre- previous lineup uh, for the nil-nil. Snore draw uh, against Middlesbrough uh, was 4 2 3 1. We had Nichols, Turton, Lees, Helic, Nakiyama, Kasumu, Kamara, Thomas, Rodoni, Holmes, and Danny Ward. Um, Any variants on that, gentlemen? Tom,
4: thoughts? Um, thoughts, thoughts indeed, Brady. Uh, I, I'd maybe. Take Turton out. I don't know. Turton's a solid, but I just don't think he offers anything a bit further up the field. But then I guess the question is who then goes in there. I, I really like the look of Jackson, but you'd be putting him on the right when he's been playing left, hasn't he, Jackson? So um yeah, that's that's a question. Um I, I like I like everything further up the field though, I think, for me. I like that that partnership in the middle. Um and then you kind of you're front three Rudoni being further up the field and then, it's the question every week, isn't it? Do you start Rhodes or Ward for me? Um, and I don't know. I think at the moment it's one or the other. <laughs>
2: who Who would you go for though in this one? If you had to, in,
4: in one? this one, I'd go. For, I'd actually go for in this one specifically. I'd go for Jordan Rhodes because I think he could handle their defense just a little bit better. Um. I feel like, not saying Rhodes is stronger than Ward, but I feel like Rhodes uses his body a bit better against bigger defenders, um, and that kind of backing into him and stuff, and being a bit stronger off the ball. Um, so yeah, probably go with Jordan on Saturday. I think.
2: Nice, uh, Jim. Any any thoughts to the lineup? Would you change anything?
3: Um, I, th- I think I'd say relatively. I think it's very important to have height in the team. For defending set pieces, so the two things that might change. So, I think Casumu might be a bit of a liability if we don't want to concede a lot of free kicks. Yeah. Um, this is going to be horrendously controversial, and I'll, I'll, I will be cancelled, but I'm not on Twitter, so I can't be. But um, maybe someone like Russell just has that height just to be a body in both boxes, basically. Um, I don't know how that would affect the balance and dynamic of, of the team in, in open play, but. Um, I would be very, very wary of set pieces and um, I wouldn't go too gung-ho for this game, even though he's at home.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't, I'm not, personally, I'm not going to cancel you for Russell. Um, Father Wenger was saying he's been doing extra training sessions, so he clearly wants to get back inside. So um, who knows? And we've not seen, uh, unless someone corrects me, I don't think we've seen Kamara and Russell together. Um, So that could potentially work because, you know, as a two, so I don't hate it, don't hate it at all. Um, okay, in terms of the lineup, I sent this to Tom. Um, I've been thinking about whether I should do this or not, but regardless, I'm gonna do it. This do is it. the worst thing I've ever done on this podcast. Um I was bored the other day on my lunch break and I came up with a Halloween Town Eleven. Um, terrible puns for each players, and you can Laugh or cry with laughter, or laugh at me, or just uh, groan. But here we go. So, in goal, we'll have Lee Nick Gools. Uh, <laughs> we'll have Oliver Hurt Them. Uh, Michael Hell, oh, interesting oh. that one. Uh, Tom Fleas, as in like Fleas from Danger. Booter uh, Boo uh, to Nakayama. Uh, Grave Id Kasumu. <laughs> Etienne uh, Schemara, um, Gorba Thomas, <laughs> Bat Radoni, Payne Holmes, and Danny Horde, as in one of the zombies. Um, <laughs> any <That's>... any stand up <laughs> They're
3: all excellent. They're all absolutely excellent. Um, I, think I should just end the podcast now, finish it Yeah. Um, forever.
4: Yeah.
2: have won the internet.
4: I did send you a really bad one as well, Dina, as the manager. Go on, then do it. I don't think it makes sense, but uh, Dark Goffringham, <laughs> <laughs>
2: which really made me laugh because <laughs> I just immediately thought, like, Mark Fotheringham on the touchline listening to like my <laughs> <chemical> romance. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he does like to listen. He says it a lot. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to tweet that out after we've recorded this and I look forward to the um, to the abuse. Oh, do you know what? Um, you know the f- vibe of this podcast, so if you want to bring in your own scary buttons, um please do. But we can't end the podcast there. We've got a match, match prediction to do. Um, so what are you guys thinking for this one, uh, Jim?
3: Absolutely boring. and say one-all. I think it will be tight and tense. I think both teams have got a goal in them. Um, but yeah, one-all.
2: Mm. yeah tom
3: and that's based on nothing whatsoever <laughs> apart from me just popping two numbers into my head and um, pretending that it was uh based on um some kind of prior experience or,
2: or not. <laughs> you are you doing what i do which is when i think talent can lose i so said well not. that's my like go-to <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't like I say it's only Millwall, we don't have to worry. It's only Millwall, we, you know, we got a point at Middlesbrough, we, we won a game, we won a game <laughs> this yeah. season. So, yeah, I th- yeah, I think um, they're a tough team, and I think a point would be would be quite good at this stage.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I've also gone one all read into that. What you will, <laughs> um, I think Millwall should win this game really, um, but we're at home, we need to win our home games, yeah. um, so. I, I we could actually get a draw here, and I don't think that'd be bad. Um, even though I, we should probably win this game, we, like we should be looking to win this game, really. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think a draw
4: points at the moment, though, Brady. Get some points. Yeah. Um, 2 0 town,
2: nice. Okay. nice. Yeah.
4: okay, uh, I just think I'm being like kind of. That, ooh, Millwall are due a loss and they're playing bottom of the league. It's like one of those, isn't it? You have classic. You go away, you're doing well, you play bottom of the league, you lose. So maybe we'll be that bottom of the league team for once.
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Finally, we're bottom of the league.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to keep the Halloween theme going, Tom, could you say we would cause them a fright, potentially? Yes. Nice. We'll cause them
4: a fright, potentially. Did you want me to say that? Are you gonna no, like, no, no, no. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> it was well directed and well acted. In that
4: and
2: <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, before we go, Tom, um, it, we could do with a hero, especially if there's going to be some uh, some villains out with it being Halloween weekend. So, mm. who's it? What's it time for?
4: The Amazing Elbow. Um, I think the fans could
1: probably see. I was trying my best.
4: Hard. The Amazing Elbow.
1: As I said, set of like
2: Jordan were rested. OK, Tom, take it away. What happened last time?
4: Uh, so, obviously there's loads going on now. It's chaotic. There's a brawl on the pitch, there's dizzy penalties um, and people voted that Neil Warnock is the, the mystery man at the back of the cow shed and he um, rides down the cow shed, pops a wheelie over the hoarding, does some donuts on the pitch which Annoys the ground staff, makes them pretty angry actually. Um, and dot dot dot. And people voted this week and they voted that the ground staff turns out to be an undercover Kevin Muscat. And we all know how much Neil hates Muscat, don't we? Um that's for Muscat, that so um Warnock. So it turns out to be an undercover. Kevin Muscat. Warnock's eyes squinting anger as Muscat does the same back. They slowly both reach for their pockets and then all of a sudden, dot, dot, dot. Uh, Jim, have you got an answer? Would you like to go first?
3: Uh, yeah, well, I, I maybe, I've maybe i maybe overstepped the mark in the sense that I'd, I'd kind of maybe guessed what they might have in their, uh, their pockets. So I've got in steps, a disheveled but determined Jason Davidson, man, bun, and all. He says, That's not a knife, this is a knife. <laughs> yeah. And that, it, just in case you were for you uh, those listeners out there, that was meant to be an Australian accent.
4: <laughs> 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 no, it's not, that's a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> knife
3: is spoony. You played knife is spoony as well. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> Very good. Uh since it We'll be happy with that one. Um okay. Tom, can I go next? Yeah, go on, go for it. Well, you know how much we love Warnock and uh if you're talking about that key scene in uh, between Muscat and, and Warnock, you'll remember someone was butted during that, won't they? They got butted lad. So uh Warnock pulls out a whistle, which he blows on and Paddy Kenny comes running out and headbutts <laughs> Muscat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's bad better. that's bad better. Like that. that's good anything with Paddy kenyan is uh sure to be tragic comic
4: that's good um yeah i i wrote something down but it's actually quite uh dark actually <laughs> this is the season
3: i've
4: kind of i've put one one up Pulls out a gun, shoots Muscat, and it becomes the cover of Steve Bruce's book, The, <laughs> <laughs> <Excellent.
3: Yeah. laughs> the, the Finally, the long-awaited sequel. The fourth sequel
2: we all want. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, Steve Bruce has got a lot of spare time on his hands. So, um, yeah. If he's not following the cricket, he can be waiting, waiting uh, working on that long-awaited sequel. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So, good luck to us doing the Twitter poll. But your three options are: Jesse Davidson comes in and says, uh, "Call that a knife." It's the knife. Paddy Kenny emerges in headbutts Muscat, or Neil one <laughs> shoots Muscat, and that becomes the cover image for Steve Bruce's striker <laughs> sequel. And that's twenty-five characters, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, we will see I look forward to the drawing Tom um, I gave you praise on Twitter earlier but you did an excellent job of Neil Warnock doing a wheelie and uh, doing donuts that really made my day so thank you very much for that um, and well done for carrying on because you, you mock at how many how many votes we get but people obviously enjoy it and we get tweeted about it a lot so keep going mate go on All right. um, cheers. <laughs>
3: I echo those sentiments as well I like, uh, just like to put my moral spot in there yeah no.
4: Fine. Nice. Oh. <laughs> 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 Leave me a five out of five review on Google, that'll, that'll help as well. Oh, what? Do, oh, yeah. this, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Everything, just everything, just everything. Do it yeah, everything.
2: for this podcast as well. Right, this podcast yeah. talking about five star reviews, say so it's yeah. great. Um, <laughs> or else, um, I'll tell you what else is great <laughs> before we wrap up uh, 10% off all online orders when you shop at Magic Rock. Use the code AHTTC10. Uh, we are sponsored by Magic Rock, as you guys all know by now, surely. So get buying that beer, particularly if you're going down on Saturday as well. Um, I think that's it. Like, I've got
3: uh, I've got a case of uh, sorcery in the fridge for the weekend, so uh, you know low well, alcohol content for those out there who uh, can't handle alcohol. That myself, but, uh, highly recommend it.
2: Nice, nice. It's a it's a good drink. Like all of Magic Rock drinks, I love every single one equally. As you, absolutely, said, can support yeah. us Um I think that's it, lads. Any Anything else, Tom? Anything you want to say to the town fans before we, we shoot off?
4: Uh, loud and proud Saturday, as usual. Um, yeah, let's just get behind them. Um, Jim, do you have anything? I've,
3: I've completely forgotten why I originally came
4: from the Yeah, exactly. It just, <laughs> it
3: just came to me. Yeah. Um, so um i will never be able to match Brady's topless charity stunt um which i sat there and watched in a state of confused arousal um <laughs> but i am hiking um for 2 days from manchester piccadilly um to huddersfield via marsden and home for uh, sleeping outdoors overnight on the 5th and 6th of november in aid of the welcome center food bank and under the fans for food banks um banner obviously uh don't need to anyone it's a very very tough winter for a lot of people out there and, and particularly in communities like huddersfield and the welcome center does a lot of fantastic work largely relies on volunteers to put food on uh, people's tables and um, so i have uh I I said if the fundraiser got to 500 pounds, I would um, do what every sane person does and say that I would go to Twitter and ask them what fancy dress should I wear. So I'm wearing a full Leeds United kit. Um, so it says it will be a 40 mile hike. I have a feeling as soon as I step out of Manchester Piccadilly Station and walk through the Manchester suburbs, it might be like a five yard hike. <laughs> um, however, I'm doing it, and I'm now we're now on 1,000. £175 which is amazing thanks to everyone who's donated and if we take it to £1,500 I'll add a third day and I will finish at Elland Road Ooh. so all you have to do is go and go fund me, type in Welcome Centre and it'll be the first thing that pops up so any donation really appreciate, realise it's really hard uh, for, for everyone at the moment So, but even if you can spare a pound it doesn't matter um, and that is why I originally asked to come on the podcast <laughs> Thank you for reminding me.
2: <laughs> yeah, well done, Tom. Um, and we'll include the link in the podcast description if anyone does want to donate. Um, I think you should, you know, the Welcome Centre is fantastic, as Jim says, and they do a lot of great work, and particularly it's going to be a tough winter for a lot of people, so um, needed more than ever, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's it. So um, yeah, that's it, lads. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Tom and I will be back to preview the next game. Um, as always, you know, win, lose or draw mostly lose at the moment this season we will still be there and that's it, ta-ta for now and up the town So
4: town play bring the car Back to order.
1: Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your
2: favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding
3: in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via delivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Autote delivery now by the McDonald's app you in
4: at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com